Guys, uh, my name is Casey. I, uh, I'm one of the pastors here. Good morning. Everybody doing all right? Everybody doing well? Woke up, man. Got plenty of coffee ready to roll. Got some worship up in us, man. We're good, good. I tell you, man, it's great stuff. If I haven't had a chance to meet you, so I know we got some first-timers in this morning. Great to see everybody, man. Love you guys. Here's what we're going to do. I want to ask you guys, you know, we've been... We talked about the Devoted series that we had, and we're actually taking uh, roll sign-up sheets. So if you would, man, at the end of the, in, end of the rows to, and take those, here's what we're doing. We found out some interesting stuff about, uh, about us taking roles that we're able to see some patterns that we didn't think about before and that kind of thing. And one of the values that we have and the vision we have for our church is that everybody in our church, that they, they are known like they're known, they're cared for, that kind of thing. And we want to know who that is, amen? And so what we want to do is we want everybody to sign up. We're going to keep doing this for a while. And we want to, basically, if somebody hadn't been here for a little bit, you know, we want to have somebody give them a shout and say, hey, man, how you doing? You okay? Everything cool, man? You been, like I had a buddy of mine this week, didn't, you know, we've been sick for a couple of weeks, called him this week, man. And you, that, you, you know how that works? I mean, this is what we, what we do, amen? Like, we care for one another. We want to make sure people are known. And we're not like, hey, where you been? How come you ain't been here? No, it's nothing like that. Nothing like that. Trust me. It's not the kind of church that we are. We are a church, honestly, man, that just wants to do what God wants us to do. And, and care for those who, are, who God has entrusted trusted in our care. So we're going to continue doing the sign-up sheet for a little while here. We may continue doing it, I don't know, maybe forever. Who knows? But... But, the, but fill those out, please. There is no perfect attendance thing we're going to do or anything. We had, some, we had a bunch of people didn't sign it last week. Like, well, shoot, I ain't going to the party. So we'll talk about that here in a little bit too. But, you know, I ain't going to sign it, I guess. But, but please sign it. And please don't do this. I ain't going to sign that. Just put it down. And if you would, please, if this is your first time, <laughs> amen, if this is your first time, uh, fill out a Connect card. We want to be able to contact you, uh, stalk, I mean, uh, give you a call. And want to be able to you know, fill this out. And if you are, have been here for a while and you think, you know what, my email's changed. You know what, my address has changed. I had several people, I plugged in one time. I was trying to find somebody's house a couple of weeks ago. Went up in our system and everything like that. And I'm like, they don't live there anymore. You know? I'm like, hey, what's your address? I felt like an idiot, you know, because like, I, don't, I don't remember where they live and stuff. But, but that's, that's cool. So, hey, a couple more things we've got going on. We have uh, something called City Blocks, and this is in your bulletin. I uh, want you guys to sign up for City Blocks if you are interested in learning more about what it means to have a foundation of faith. That's why we call it City Blocks, like a building our foundation of faith. And this class is about what it means to abide. And when we've been talking over the last several weeks about what it means to abide, like Jesus said in John 15, if you remain in me or if you abide in me, you will bear much fruit. But apart from me, you can do Nothing, right? So we want to learn what it means to bear fruit, what it means to be abiding in the Lord. And we're gonna. It's a seven week course. It starts. It's on Monday night. Starts a week from tomorrow night because tomorrow night we've got something called trunk or treat. Hey, we're gonna get a whoop whoop and a, and a what? Yeah, man, trunk or treat. We're gonna have several hundred people probably coming through the through our doors here. So want to be on our best behavior. Nobody get. No, I'm kidding. It can be embarrassing as much. In fact, in fact, you can dress up in some weird stuff. It's kind of cool too. So, but um, here's the thing: if you're uh, a, a little bit of instruction, just in case anybody has never been here on trunk or treat before, we're doing a little bit different too this year. So we're going to have crafts and games from six thirty till eight o'clock. At eight o'clock, everybody gets to go trunk or treat at once. It's going to be kind of neat. So if you're wanting to do trunk or treat, now you do not have to decorate your trunk if you don't want to, but you're going to park on this side, and and you'll have parking attendant uh, Kyle will. will instruct you where to go he'll have a big old yellow he'll be dressed as a parking attendant that's his costume and so he, he might be 
Here we go. Was that right on? Yeah. So you'll be parking on this side. Now, if you're just if you're coming in and, and working, you know, bringing kids in for the crafts and the games and that kind of thing, you're going to park in the in the paved area and on that side of the field. So you'll know where to go tomorrow. But I want to kind of give you a a heads up. Amen. Come on, come on. This is a great morning, man. Great morning. Today we've got we're not having a, we're not in the, in the middle of a series right now. We start a new one next week, and we'll talk a little bit about that. But but today, man. I just really felt, and I was talking to Matt Miller this week, we were having some lunch, and we were, if, if you don't know Matt Miller, Matt Miller is our, our uh, directional leader, he's our, kind of our visionary for New City Church, and he's teaching this over at, uh, in, in Shaw, at the Shawnee campus, and, and man, what we're doing is, like he said, man, I really feel like I need to, need to present the gospel. This morning, I'm like, man, you know what, man, I, I, I sense that. You know, like there's a, there's a time where we're, we're challenging believers, and we challenge, this is what we do. We, we challenge believers to be disciples and, and learn what it means to truly be a disciple. And we challenge and we challenge and we challenge. And sometimes it's time to take those who don't know Jesus and present the gospel to them. Amen? And it's going to be presented in a little bit of a different way, probably differently than you've heard it before. Because, because frankly, man, Jesus is one bad mamma jamma. And when I mean bad, I mean good. I mean, yeah. Don't go off saying, man, he's saying Jesus ain't no, ain't no good. No, this dude, I'm telling you, is God in the flesh, no doubt. But this was a rebellious, radical, like, like he, he didn't, the status quo meant nothing to this cat, right? A perfect, sinless, yes, absolutely. But man, he was shaking up the very foundations of the religious culture at the time. John 3, starting in verse 1, said, Now there was a, a Pharisee named Nicodemus. Everybody say Nicodemus. Nicodemus, Nicodemus this almost sounds like, uh, like something you chew to quite quit smoking. But, but Nicodemus, you'll not forget his name now, right? <coughs> Nicodemus, who was a member of the Jewish ruling council now now check this out this is an amazing thing if you don't know what a pharisee is a pharisee is somebody who was essentially brought up from kind of the time they were a fetus to to know and and teach and all that kind of stuff the the old testament many of these people knew the entire old testament by by memory can you imagine that That'd be, a, that'd be incredible i, I have str- i struggle with memorizing a couple of verses these guys knew it all right and, and, and those, along with people called the, the scribes and the Sadducees and the teachers of the law, had this religious culture in the first century uh, Roman Empire that they were the ones that were the authority about God. Like, everybody looked to these guys like, you are the closest people to God. We are, we are nothing compared to you guys, right? And so the, the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the scribes, the teachers of the law, would go around and say, hey, you need to do this, and you need to do this, and you need to do this, and you need to do this, right? And this is what you do because we're the authority, and this is what you need to do in order to be, become godly. You got it? So do's, a matter of do's and, and don'ts and that kind of thing. And see, these guys were the ones that Jesus really freaked out on when i say things like jesus was radical and he was a bad dude man like like matthew 23 is my favorite chapter in all the bible man i i, I beg you to read it here's what jesus does man he calls out publicly he has a public statement and he calls out the religious people he calls them like names like like you're sons of a snake call them a brood of vipers right you're nothing but, but a whitewashed tomb. You're beautiful on the outside, but inside you're full of dead men. He said this publicly. He wasn't like, like 
Like the presidential candidates like going, man, you stink, you stink, you stink, and then privately going, you know, I was just kidding, right? Because Jesus also did this at, at lunch one day when the Pharisees and the, the, invited him to, to his house and, and he, didn't, he didn't do the ritual hand washing. And they were like, oh my goodness, look what you did. And Jesus is like, you guys are jacked. So the same thing publicly, he says privately, man, total courage. Because what he's trying to do is help people shake the foundation because people were, people were lost because of this religious culture. Because it became about do and do and don't and don't rather than a relationship with God the Father. Why it, was, why it was so radical when Jesus stepped out on the scene and on the Sermon on the Mount said, this is how you pray, our Father. Right? Not, not, our, not our judge, not our creator, not, a, not our, our smiter, not our condemner as the pharisees had been teaching and preaching oh you're gonna go straight to hell if you don't do what we do right this is what they did and so a pharisee named nicodemus who was a member of the jewish ruling council we're going to talk about his conversation with jesus this is going to be awesome see because there is a difference between the lost and the rebellious there is isn't there like I get a lot of pressure from people, and, and I'm not saying if the Holy Spirit does if the Holy Spirit tells you to do this, please do this. Please reach out. Please contact these kind of folks. But uh, we have discipled people that have decided to rebel against what Jesus said and go the other way, and I'm like letting them go. And people are like, you got to call them, man. I'm like, wait a second. Now, there's a difference between the lost and rebellious. See, those who are lost don't know where they are. That's what it means to be lost, right? The rebellious know the truth, but go in a different direction. And so when Jesus reaches out the lost, he always pursued the lost, but let those who rejected him go away. Now, I'm not saying don't pray for folks that do this. I'm not saying, like, shoot, I don't care about them. No, I do. I'm going to pray for them. I want them to know God. I want them to come back. I want them to, but, but I'm like, but Jesus let, it's incredible to me. Like, there is Matthew 6. In fact, it's Matthew verses 666, which is weird. But, but Matthew 666, Jesus is teaching some very crazy, radical stuff. I mean, he said things like, you got to eat my flesh and drink my blood. And people were like, what? Now, we understand now more what he means, like communion and that kind of thing. We get that. But here's Jesus teaching a whole bunch of disciples that were following him. And everybody left him. They're like, peace out. We're gone, man. That's just too weird for me, except for his twelve. Man, and he looked at them, and he didn't go, hey, man, go reach out to those guys, man. You know, we got we to gotta reach out to those who, we got to ask them to come back, right? No. And he looked at them, and he, oh, you going to join them? <laughs> this is crazy. What are we doing, right? When we like, oh, I know you've rebelled and rejected God and rejected it, all the instructions, stuff like that, but, but we sure would love to have you back. Jesus never did that. Prayed for them, yes. Pursued them, no. He pursued the lost, who didn't know where they were, not the rebellious, who knew exactly what they were doing. Amen? There's a difference, and we've got to understand this. See, the religious elite came from a background of traditions and rules and law, and what they did was they, they, they basically said, you've got to do this, and you've got to do this, and you've got to do this. We had a couple of uh, teenagers that were, that were um, uh, baptized in the first service, and I asked, I begged the parents, I said, listen, 
Here's what you don't want to do, parents, to these, to these young. Because if you want to teach your children to hate Jesus, tell them it's all about the do's and the don'ts and the, and the instructions. and you know, that kind of, Like you can't do this and you can't drink and you can't smoke and you can't go to rated R movies and you can't wiggle your hips like Elvis, right? It's all about the do's and the don'ts, but, it, but it's never about that. It is, but it comes out of a love. See, Jesus never said, if you obey me, you love me. He said, if you love me, you will obey me right that's it so the love of jesus out of that becomes obedience and we got to get that straight right does that make sense james 1 19 through 26 james is the brother who grew up with jesus didn't know jesus as savior starts off this letter to christians saying i am a slave to jesus christ see and it wasn't until jesus rose from the dead that james who grew up with jesus as his biological brother said whoa this is not just my brother. This is my Lord. I'm, a, I'm his servant. And he says, my dear brothers and sisters, starting in verse 19, take note of this. Everyone should be, listen, quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. In other words, uh, you got two pieces of cartilage on the side of your head. Use those, right? Shut the hamburger hole a little bit and listen, Right? Because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. Amen. Therefore, get rid of all moral filth and evil that is so prevalent and humbly accept the word planted in you which can save you. Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Everybody say this with me, please. Do what it says. Amen. That's why we always say, amen, don't just study the Bible obey what is that do what it says anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like someone who looks at his face in a mirror and then after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like it's like hey man whoo right on right on oh looking good looking good what was i looking like it's kind of silly right but whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they have heard, but doing it. They will be blessed in what they do. Those who consider themselves religious and yet do not keep a tight rein on their tongues deceive themselves and their religion is worthless. And we got to understand this in context. A lot of people say, that's right, but we're talking about cussing here, right? Not necessarily. We're talking about not condemning. Like, like in context, he said, be quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to become angry. And this is what the religious elite did. The Pharisees were like, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong, we're all right. We're going to show you right there. And you got people just scrambling going, and, and you got people rejecting God because they go, I could never do that, right? And along comes Jesus. And on the Sermon on the Mount says something radical like, you've heard it said by these people and by the word do not murder, but I tell you, he establishes his authority and says, I tell you that if you have anger in your heart, you are guilty of the murder. So yes, Jesus simplified some of the things, and I hear people say this all the time, good thing Jesus came and, and abolished the Old Testament. No, he did not. He fulfilled it, right? But he said, he challenged us further. He said, it's not about the do's and the don'ts and the, and the, and the exterior obedience and that you look religious, man. It's about are you having a heart that, that the way that God has intended. He said, don't, you've heard it said, don't commit adultery, but I tell you that if you lust for a woman in your heart, you're guilty of the sin. And on and on and on. Amen? 
Like it's a challenge for us. And I love Jesus for that. Yes, he simplified it, but it's, a, but it's, but it's, not, but it's like sometimes we, we, we still approach things like that. And I talk to people all the time about, uh, you know, I was brought up in this kind of environment. I was, and it, man, it ranges from Catholic to Baptist to, to you know, uh, Episcopal, whatever. Like it has to be a certain way. Like there are certain rules. And we get even criticized. Like how could you have a guy up here praising Jesus and leading us in worship and he has a hat on backwards? Where's he at? Back there. How could you be preaching the word with a t-shirt on? That's, that's sacrilegious. I've had people say things like, how do you give communion but you don't have this ceremony? Now, I will tell you this. We don't have like, like, ex, like ceremonial mandates or anything like that. But there is an awe for the word and for God that we have, man, that, I, that we want to pursue. Like it's not about the exterior stuff, man. It's about our heart. And if we come in and wear a suit like my man back here, if we come in and wear jeans, man, it don't matter. Like it's a matter of our hearts, man. It's not about what we look like on the, on the outside. Can I get an Amen. See, the Pharisees, this is what they were. They were rules-driven versus God-inspired. Quick to accuse, slow to love, right? Quick to become angry, quick to condemn. And many many of us come from that background of legalism, and we don't even know it. And we carry that into the expectations of a church, and we get really uncomfortable when things like what we've been taught growing up don't happen. Like, like I, I remember... I remember meeting with a, a, a lady. I was over at a, a cup above in, in downtown Edgerton. You know, man, a couple of years before we'd even opened the, the church. And I had this lady that came to me. Actually, she was, she was visiting with Sherry. And I love this, man. And she was a friend of, friend of Sherry's. And, and, she, and she was like almost in tears going, you have to be the, the, the spiritual father of, of this town. Like she was putting that on me. Like, like this is the expectation we have of you. Right? And I'm, I'm like, wait a minute. Like, like there is one father, right, that, that you're going to have, and it ain't me. That's too much pressure. I don't have that kind of power. I don't have that kind of, like, like I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you, well, what if we need you? I said, you don't need me, right? I'm, I'm there for you. Don't get me wrong, okay? I'm your pastor. I get it. But you don't need me. You need God. And if you look to me as, as your God, man, I'm going to disappoint you because I'm as jacked up as the, re- as the next guy, Amen. That's what it's all about. Like, like we've got to point people to the Father. We've got to point people to His, I mean, genuine love, man. And so for some of us, it's like, like you hear all, all this grace, right? Okay, so we're, we're all in grace, right? So everybody's all grace, all grace, all grace. Like, no matter what you do, Jesus died for it. I can keep on sinning. I can keep on. It's all grace, right? And some of us are like all truth that we talk about, the legalistic stuff, right? And, but, but here's the deal, man. Jesus came full of grace and truth, right? There's a balance. Amen? I love it. And so he's, yes, he's grace. Yes, he's truth. And we tend to, tend to just pursue one or the other. And Jesus said, I'm both. And you're to be like me. We come from this background. But New City Church strives to be the church that God wants. Full of grace. Full of truth. In balance. Doing just what he says. That's why, man... Whatever Jesus says, we try our best to obey and teach others to do the same. And so, 
We talk a lot about being a disciple, what a disciple is, and, and, and some of us don't really know what we do in New, New City Church in discipling. Some of us have been asked to be in a disciple group, and we're like, I don't know, you know, I don't have time on this. Some of us have, 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 are leading disciple groups, and some of us have been released to lead, and, and that kind of thing. Guys, there is an opportunity for us to learn all about this next Saturday. It's an all-day conference that we have, and it's a wonderful opportunity. Just 10 bucks. That's the only thing that covers food. It's at Westside Family. We're going to have a bunch of people there. Great teachers are going to coach us in discipling no matter where we're at. Man, do not miss that opportunity. Please. Man, I'm begging you guys. This is an opportunity for us to start moving in the direction that God truly wants. Amen? Amen. Next Saturday, November 5th. Let me finish this conversation with uh, Nicodemus and Jesus. This is awesome. This Pharisee, Nicodemus, comes to Jesus. In verse 2, it says, he came to Jesus at night. Notice he didn't come in the, in the light of day, right? And, and no wonder he didn't come in the light of day, man. People would kill these guys for following this Jesus. They'd be like, hey, man, what you doing with that guy, right? Hey, I don't want to embarrass him, be embarrassed in front of my boys, right? So, so, man, can you meet me at midnight in front of the temple, bro? <laughs> and he said, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God for no one could perform the signs you were doing if God were not with him and Jesus didn't go that's right this is what he says and he always tried, he always like pursued these guys a little bit more now I see Nicodemus as lost not rebellious Nicodemus has been taught lies not necessarily well he's been taught truth all truth but he's never been shown and understood the grace part right amen and here's here's grace and truth manifested in the flesh in Jesus' sake, like talking to him now. He's going to set him straight. Jesus replied, very truly, I tell you. No one can see the kingdom of God unless they are, what's that say? Born again. How can someone be born when they are old, Nicodemus? That's a good question, right? And what are you talking about, Willis? Surely they cannot enter a second time into their mother's womb to be born. Jesus answered, very truly, I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless they are born of water and the Spirit. This is what baptism, we had two baptisms this morning. So what we're talking about, like, like you're talking about being baptized into the Spirit, dunked under the water. It's what it represents. The old has gone, the new has come. We are being reborn, right? We're the only creatures, the only creation of God that can be actually created twice. Amazing. Flesh gives birth to flesh, but the Spirit gives birth to Spirit. You should not be surprised by my saying, you must be born again. The wind blows wherever it pleases, you hear its sound, but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it is going. So it is with everyone born of the Spirit. How can this be, Nicodemus asked. I love this, man. Nicodemus is asking great questions. You are Israel's teacher, said Jesus, and you do not understand these things? In other words, McFly, you've been reading this since you were a fetus, bro. And you don't understand these things? Lots of us are like that. We have a lot of knowledge, but no real understanding. Very truly, I tell you, we speak of what we know, and we testify to what we have seen, but still you people do not accept our testimony. Jesus is throwing the gauntlet down. Now, now, Jesus loves this guy. 
And he's not trashing this guy or condemning this guy. He's, he's helping him understand where he's at. I have spoken to you of earthly things and you do not believe. Then How then will you believe if I speak of heavenly things? That's a great, great statement. Great question to Nicodemus. No one has ever gone into heaven except the one who came from heaven, the Son of Man. And he's sitting there, that's me. Just as Moses lifted up the snake in the wilderness, so the Son of Man must be lifted up, that everyone who believes. And not, not yeah, I believe Jesus is the Son of God. Yeah, I believe he, can say, he, he died for my sins. Yeah, I believe he rose from the dead. No, I'm talking about, man, this is a pistis, a pistuo. I, man, I, I put my weight on this, man. I, I, there's nothing that's going to deny it. I can't deny it. Like, he's in me. I'm in him. And I believe, baby. Not the facts of Jesus or the knowledge about Jesus. I believe in him. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes pistuo in him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world Jesus doesn't condemn you. The condemnation comes from the enemy, man. Understand that. And if we point our bony finger of indignation and say, you're going to go straight to hell if you're going to dance like that. You're going to go straight to hell for the sins you've done, done. You're going to go straight to hell. Man, stop it. And if you have memories of people doing that, doing that, give those to God because that's not coming from God. It's coming from the enemy. It's coming from man. It's coming from the, 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 the stuff we make up. And it's not true. There is no condemnation in Jesus. Jesus sat with a woman who had been stripped naked. Kyle talked about this last week. She had been stripped naked, caught in adultery. They were going to stone her to death. Jesus sat down beside her, drew in the sand and said, whoever casts the first stone, whoever's never sinned, who has never sinned can, can cast the first stone. And of course, they're all like, Crap. I've sinned, you've sinned, Shh, golly. They all walked away. Now this woman who's supposed to be dead by now, he looks at her, is anybody here to condemn you? She said, no. He said, then I don't condemn you either. Go and sin no more. See, it's not just grace that he showed her. It was truth that he showed her. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him, whoever, because the world is condemned already. Like, that's our fate if we don't know Jesus. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe stands condemned already because they have not believed in the name of God's one and only son. This is the verdict. Light has come into the world, but people love darkness instead of light because their deeds were evil. Everyone who does evil hates the light and will not come into the light for fear that their deeds will be exposed. Guys, I'm telling you, man, if you're, if you're worried about what God's going to think of you, man, he already knows. Don't worry about it. Man, understand, like, God, you know what I've done, man. I'm just giving it to you. Like, I'm, I'm so jacked up. I'm so messed up, man. And this is me, man. I'm, like, all of us are that way. Like, we've got to help, help God. Like, God, whatever it takes to expose this in me, man, deal with it, man. Shine light on it. Shine light on the darkness in me, man, and just take it. I don't want it anymore. But whoever lives by the truth comes into the light so that it may be seen plainly that what they have done has been done in the sight 
of God. And all God's people said. In the first service, Kylie Register and Caleb Register got baptized. I want to read you something they said. Kylie said, I want to get baptized because I want to repent of all the, the sinful things I've done. I want to be close to Jesus and be a better version of myself. Caleb said, because God has done a lot for us and we should do something back. Because God is a very good father. I love it when, actually he's not a teenager, I think he's a little bit less than 10. But I love it when young people get it. Because they don't have to have all the stuff and the rules and the regulations to guide them. And they have Jesus to guide them. And that's what we're to do as well. Guys, here's the thing. Let me fix this for Michaela. Because you got a beautiful voice. People need to hear it. The water's warm. If you have not been baptized, man, I'm going to ask you to be baptized this morning. Some of you I know have accepted Jesus like within the last few weeks. We love you. And you're like, mm, I don't know if I should. Mm, I don't know if I should. This is the first step of what it means to be a disciple. If you don't take this step, it's going to be very hard for us because... Like, we're, we're going to be teaching you to obey, and we're going to be like, get baptized first, get baptized first, get baptized. That's what it is. It's what we do. Because Jesus said his final command, and sometimes his final command is our least concern. He said, go and make disciples, baptize them, step one, into the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and then teach them to obey what I've commanded you to do. It's going to be hard for us to teach you if you haven't been baptized, because you're not going to have an understanding. The Holy Spirit will open up to you an, an incredible understanding once you take a first step of obedience so as band plays man i want you to be thinking about this i'm going to be standing up here adam's here to to help anybody that needs to be baptized i'm here for you as the band plays be thinking about and be asking god what your next step is come right here and tell me you accept Jesus, come right here and tell me. I'm ready to be baptized and rededicate my life. Amen.